your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. Hey, man. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Um, man, I, I just... You've really made me feel welcome on the show. Um, I try not to, but you keep coming back, so. Well, when you say you like breakfast tacos, I'll be sure to uh, continue to... Uh, Present them? Yes, that. thank you. I was uh, <laughs> breakfast taco brain farting there. Hey, I, you know, I get it. It happens to the best of us, um, just not to me. <laughs> So I kind of I kind of think I'm more like uh, biscuits and gravy, you know. Oh, okay, biscuits and gravy. I can get behind that. Oh, oh I bet you could. Oh. <laughs> well, what kind of gravy? Sausage gravy, bacon gravy. Bacon gravy. Oh. <sighs> I'm full and I'm stuffed right now, but uh, I'm still drooling. Hey. What if, yeah. So I don't have any like updated news, but I have some kind of fresh news. That's, uh, we had done an episode about, um, oh, what was that? Uh, the breaking news where the sun was, uh, spitting out all the CMEs, corona mass ejections. Yes, yeah, the sun is on fire. Yeah, yeah, so that's, Solar uh. flares and sunspots and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's getting a lot more active. Wanted to, uh, talk okay. a little bit about that. Um, which we just did, but it's just, you know, it's getting a little bit more active. Yeah. Yeah. I think updates are always great and appreciated. Yeah. So, uh, actually explain a, a few things too, so we can talk about here in a little bit. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, so the sun is getting a little bit more active. Uh, I know we're supposed to, Hey, let's get into this, but we're already in this and we're, uh, uh, doing it. So yeah, the sun is getting a yeah, I'm sorry. In it to win it, baby. Oh, yeah. So the sun's getting a lot more active a lot more quickly. So mm. just make sure that if you're fair-skinned to put sunscreen on. And uh, because there's going to be a lot of UV lights getting through the atmosphere. I was watching a video the other day. And this flight attendant, she gives tips from time to time. Um, you know, how to get better seats or how to better snacks or whatever. Okay. One of the things she mentioned, it was like a, a little hidden secret, if you will. A lot of times these air crew people, um, flight attendants, pilots, whatever they are that fly with the planes all day, every day. Yeah. Wear sunscreen. And I had no idea. It didn't make sense to me, but she said, yeah, they spend a lot of their time, you know, up there, um, closer to the sun and the UV rays and the uh, radiation and all that stuff. They said so much so that a lot of insurance companies put them in the same category as they do uh, like radiation technicians and astronauts and, and that kind of uh, career field. Yeah, I, well, I never that even thought about that. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, you're up there and you're in that, um, what you would think, pressurized secured capsule of a mm-hmm. aircraft and... You would think that not much penetrates it, but you know you got to consider you're thirty thousand, forty thousand feet up in the in the sky. Oh yeah, 
closer to the atmosphere uh, than we are here down on the on the ground level. But uh, yeah, the UV UV rays and uh, everything else. I mean, all that can just get through whatever. Yeah. So that's really good suggestion. Somebody throwing in like a little travel size bottle of uh, sun sun protection while you're up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I know so, I will. and also speaking of. Um, there's a lot more news out there about the blackouts that are fixing to occur. And in fact, um, obviously this is a podcast, so I'll try to describe it the best I can, but there's a, a map of the United States, North America, uh, which involves Canada as well, that shows a, uh, likelihood of where the blackouts are going to be. So... Um, the blackouts uh, on this map are from Washington State all the way down to the southern parts of California, and that's the West Coast. And it goes all the way through Nevada, uh, Idaho, Montana, all up through there, even south as Arizona, New Mexico, here oh, in wow. Texas. Yeah, so just think of, just picture United States from the West Coast all the way into uh, the center part, right? So all of those states from Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, uh, Kansas, forgot Kansas, sorry, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, and then the the Dakotas, South and North Dakota. Parts of, uh, you're going to have to forgive me, Canada, but uh, the southern portion of your uh, center providence there. Uh, and then the higher risks are going to be um, Michigan uh, all the way down to Louisiana, right? Oh, wow. In this, so those are going to be the higher risks. The western all the way to, this, um, to, the, to Texas is going to be kind of like a medium risk and then everyone else is kind of a lower risk from louisiana all the way to the east coast so speaking of the grid system you know you have the west coast grid system the east coast grid system and then texas has its own so yeah so it's uh it's important to have some sort of backup system now if your house is running on solar panels and you're pushing that back on onto the grid good for you I'm glad you're having that. Uh, a lot of people can't afford that. Um, but to have backup batteries or ba- battery banks or whatever, even just a small one for your phone, is uh, is nice to have. If you have a gas generator, as long as you have enough fuel, uh, yeah. cans of fuel or anything. Speaking uh, of uh, generators, I I get a uh, like a weekly flyer in my yeah. email, and Harbor Freight. <clears throat> put a little plug in there for them. They they have a lot of uh, cheaper tools, cheaper priced, uh, probably cheaper in quality as well. But they are. We a lot are not more sponsored affordable. by Harvard Freight, by the way. Not sponsored. There's no affiliate link below. <laughs> but they they do offer a lot of uh, um, I don't want to say discounted, but cheaper alternatives to the bigger brand names. And I saw one the other day. It was like a 200 or 400 watt uh, generator, okay. but it was electric. Oh, so okay. So you, you charge it up, and it's got a small couple little uh, solar panels on it, so you know it can take a little bit of extra energy as you deplete it. 
But I thought, man, this is actually a lot more affordable than buying a big old gas generator. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this wouldn't like power you for a week or weeks or anything like that. But if you were going out camping or, hey, I lost power, the grid went down for a few hours, you know, and all the outlets and stuff that this thing has on it, you could juice up the necessities and you'd be okay for a short period of time. Yeah. Well, uh, it's in, so it's, it's come to my realization that a deep freezer, you know, either a, a six cubic inch or a five or whatever you can afford would probably be the best bet to do it if the power goes out and you have one of those mm-hmm. because you can freeze everything in it, right? And that freezer portion will last up to 24 some of them would say 48 hours and so if you need to keep things cold or whatever you know you don't have a lot of energy or it takes a while for one of those um electric generators or electric battery packs to um store energy from the sun so say you've got like solar panels or whatever it's going to take a little bit for that to run you could run it every other day and yeah. just kind of keep your stuff cold and when you need it have like um i know a lot of people have propane grills yeah. but maybe maybe look into a a a, a, a coal grill or um a, not a coal charcoal charcoal I saw, grill. i saw an article recently uh the past few weeks that you know as people are trying to push fossil fuels and and gasoline out and bring in electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Obamas at their mansion or their home of residence, whatever you want to call it, uh, just recently had propane installed there. I don't remember how many tanks it was. It was something ridiculous, but they can afford it. Yeah. Um, but like you're saying, as an alternative, you know, they have that there and, and can use it if and when they need it. Right. Well, yeah, you have, I think in the city, you guys have natural gas. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and that's something that could potentially just keep flowing in if if you have like an AC unit that runs off natural gas or a heater unit. Right. If we ever get into the colder days, but um, that hoping. would be nice to have. God, I think we're all hoping about that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just some things to bring up. Just kind of get the juices flowing into the audience's brains and. You know, just because it's in your house and it's a convenience and all that doesn't mean that it's going to be around forever or the grid's not going to go down for a couple of weeks or whatever the case may be. You don't want your food going bad because some people have a couple hundred dollars worth of food stored or thousands of dollars of food stored. And if you can't keep it refrigerated or you can't keep it cold, you don't have a way to do that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good idea to, like you said, get the wheels turning, start thinking about... uh, what if you don't necessarily have to be a, a doomsday prepper or a, a paranoid, you know, the world is ending tomorrow, but something, you know, like this happening with these grids going down or it being too hot or we're pushing more EVs and the grid can't take it, whatever the case. Yeah. It's, it's a realistic scenario. And again, not saying that you've got to prepare for, Hey, I've got to live off of this generator or backup source for weeks or months or whatever, but have a plan, you know, Hey, I, okay. I can make it for a few hours or I can make it for a day or two and I'll be okay. You know, you're not just caught with, Oh crap. All my stuff is out. What do I do? Right. Well, and if you have 
like you said, the Obamas went out and got a propane um, tank, and it was a ridiculous amount. But if you have something like that, you need to make sure that you have the means to refill it. Natural gas still runs on a pump. You know, you got to make sure that the city can run the natural gas pump to get it out to the lines. Um, but what I was saying earlier uh, was if you need to cook your stuff, look into getting a charcoal grill because you can you can burn wood in that. And yeah. there's an, some people, especially out uh in the central of the country, in the east of in the east in the country, they've got a lot of trees. You can chop something down, dry it out, and there you go. You've got a fuel source. So don't just rely on propane and natural gas. You know, try and get your resources out there. Yeah, expand definitely. your horizon. Definitely. And another point that I'll bring up, um, something I talked to you about the other day. I was running. We ran to a doctor appointment in the Metroplex. Yeah. And I had turned on my CB just to see if anybody uh, was talking on the highway channels. You know, there's some construction in some parts and heavy traffic and that kind of thing. So I just turned it on, was monitoring, and didn't really pick up a lot of traffic. No problem. The next day, I turned it on to get the NOAA weather report. Yeah. And the radio wouldn't turn on. Mm. Wouldn't turn on at all. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Well, what the heck? You know, let me check the power source. So the power source is pushing juice. Okay. Unplugged it, plugged it back in, turned it off, turned it back on, nothing. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's the antenna. But then I'm like, well, that wouldn't have anything to do with the radio turning on or off. Right. Well, about an hour or two later, got back in the truck, radio turns on. And it's working. And as I'm driving, maybe five miles down the road, the radio turns off. So, again, I'm checking the power source. I'm checking all this stuff. Everything's working like it should, except the radio turning on and off. And it's not making, like, a popping noise. There was no blown fuse that I could see. Um, There's no smoke. The radio wasn't hot, anything like that. And a couple times since then, I've turned it on, and I'll get some interference noises. Um, Some, like, static noises in the... Yeah. Okay. Some static noises, some high pitches, or... Uh, it just stuff that I I know is out of the ordinary. Now, is this on the AM frequency or is this on the sideband? This is just on the AM frequency. Okay. And I checked the SWR on it, and I mean I'm running in the low ones. Okay. And uh, at channel twenty, I'm at a solid one. All right. So you know, I thought maybe, well, maybe it's just burning up maybe i'm at like a five or a six or something and i just don't need to turn it on but that wasn't the case Hmm. so then i started wondering and thinking outside the box a little bit and you know hey does this have anything to do with we were talking about some of those emps or the solar flares affecting the yeah the cmps and uh uh abcs and defgs and you know the mnlops yeah. Uh, um, but I don't know. So every now and then I'll turn it on and it'll it'll be on, you know, it'll power up, everything is good to go, and then I just turn it right back off. Okay. But yeah. um thankfully but that's, thankfully yeah. that's not my primary or secondary means of communication. You know, we have our, our GMRS and ham and whatnot. Um but again, if you have that kind of equipment, make sure you're checking it regularly. 
Make sure exactly. you're making sure it functions properly that way in the event, okay, I have a backup to my backup or yeah. I can plan for that now that I know or, or what have you. But it was just very interesting, all the timing of events and stuff going on that you were telling me stuff's going on with the atmosphere and be on the lookout for this or that might not work this day or that day. And I was like, holy cow, I'm, I'm seeing it for real. Possibly. And yeah, it's, you know, it's a possible, but that is a, that is a, um, one of the, I guess you could call symptoms of, um, what could be radio outage, uh, you know, it could have been the solar flares that were messing with your radio. Yeah. And it may not necessarily mess with your truck because your truck is kind of uh, already a metal box. And it's got, you've got your grounds in certain places that shouldn't affect your truck battery. So, you know, there's. Right. They've already thought of stuff like that, but uh, eventually it could. Mm-hmm. So and that it gets me wondering about, kind of going down a rabbit trail, but gets me wondering about these electric vehicles. You know, if, if I have something that's running all electric and something goes down with the grid or with the the computer inside of it that runs it or what have you, like, am I SOL or, or is that not going to affect it at all? Or, you know, I, I just I'm not as smart on that topic. Right. Well, and so I'm going to I'm going to add on to that yeah. where if you do eventually not you in particular, but you as a whole group. Uh, do eventually decide to go with a electric vehicle, you kind of more or less need a, not a bug out bag, but a, a pack to get you home. You know, you have a couple of bucks in there for cold drinks. If the convenience stores are still open or, you know, you've got your debit card, that's not guaranteed that their system's not down. So always have some cash on you. And, um, Make sure that you know the quickest route from where you're at to get home. You know, it may not necessarily be the um, the road that you're on. Maybe that you can go through some streets or try and stay in the shade. Always pack some sunscreen. Again, once those once those uh, solar flares and whatnot start messing with the radio, you've really got to consider that uh, those UV lights are messing with your skin could give you a little burn so speaking of burn um i would like to test my antenna if you wouldn't mind holding it for me while i transmit uh well i'll only do it if you're at 50 watts well yeah that didn't think there was a question there okay yeah totally all right, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good update. We'll definitely be following that, monitoring that closely. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't seem like it's anything that's just going to, you know, hey, that happened for two days and now it's, it's gone. It sounds like it's something that's continuously evolving. Yeah. Again, you know, we're, we're still in that um, upscale of the sun just kind of shooting all these flares out you know 2025 is going to be the peak and then we'll start descending but that doesn't mean that we're not getting um big enough cmes uh, pushed out to the earth right now so just be mindful no no i'm glad you stayed on top of your cbt's i try i try all the time so that's what i'm talking about baby i'm almost a doctor that's what I'm talking about. Taco food truck. 
All right. Well, I think that takes us into our next kind of interesting story, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of uh, Malcolm Nance? I have heard of Malcolm Nance. Uh, however, when I was handed the paperwork from our producers, mm-hmm. I had not. So I had to do some research on him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do the same. They brought him up and I'm like, I uh, don't know who this is. Yeah. But uh, very interesting on what he's um, what he's bringing to the table. Yeah. So a little background on him. He is a, and I'm pulling this from a, another source, kind of a bio on him. Mm-hmm. But he is a leading expert in counterterrorism studies, as well as an intelli- intelligence analyst. Well, cryptologist. You're okay. No. Uh, <laughs> and a former senior chief petty officer in the United States Navy. He's okay. also the founding executive director of New York based think tank Terror Asymmetrics Project on Strategy, Tactics, and Radical Ideologies. And he's written uh, several papers. I think he's got a couple books out there. Um, mm hmm about the dangers posed by major terrorist groups such as ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and he also has a group that he calls, I think it's called Titus. Okay. Um, That's not how I was going to pronounce it, but yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I'm not not sure. Titus, Titus? Oh, I was going to say T. La Tits now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, Trebek. Shut up, Mag. Shut up, Mag. Um, but there's this article out there, and why I bring him up, uh, again, he's a formal naval senior NCO um, with an intelligence background. Apparently, a while back, he volunteered, and, uh, well, I say volunteered, he sent himself to Ukraine to help in the uh, the fight that's going on between Ukraine and Russia. Okay. So in this article from MSNBC... It says that he took up arms to fight in Ukraine earlier this year. And uh, he claims that the GOP has become an insurgency that the United States may have to fight. Yep. Really? Yep. The GOP? Yep. Okay. And And initially you're thinking, or I'm thinking... Uh, you know, sometimes they use this rhetoric or they use this terminology. Oh, yeah, we're going to fight our opponents on the other side of the aisle. And it's, okay, yeah, we're going to go um, against them when it comes to... Uh, debating an issue. Debating the polls, voting, all that that kind of stuff. Right. What but policies he, he are they trying to push means, through? He quite literally means fight. Oh, yeah. Like, kill people. Yeah. Well, what he's saying is that... Uh, your Republican neighbor wants to kill you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he compared the Republican Party to terrorist groups, um, such as the terrorists that we, the United States, have fought in Iraq, Syria, Libya. Um, and he doesn't stop there. He equates those terrorist groups and the Republican Party, because they're all the same, as uh, white extremists who may yeah. have to be fought. 
Yeah. Why would you make that statement? Okay, first of all, you're a retired, I'm assuming. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Well, just says former. So former senior chief petty officer. Bro, you are you are in the same boat as us. Why would you think that why would you think that uh, a particular party is a terrorist organization? Well, simply put because they don't agree. They don't they're not on the same sheet of music, so you know, if you're not for me, you're against me. But why why okay, on both sides of the party, right? So the extreme left, extreme right, right? <clears throat> they're they're fighting an uphill battle, both of them are, with each other. Which is putting people like you and me who are in the middle, uh sitting here questioning uh, just our thought process, like what is going yeah. on? Oh yeah. And to sit here and say that a particular party, because, I mean, we have independent, you know, there's, it's not just Republican, Democrat, where there's independent parties out there. But it's sitting there going, well, there's only two parties in the United States. You're either left or you're right, right? You're either a Democrat or you're a Republican. Well, there's some policies that the Democrats come out that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And there's some over here in the Republican Party where I'm like, well, that makes more sense, or well, that makes that makes a little sense. And uh, y- why can't we just meet in the middle? Why does it have to be an extreme all the time? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, and it, it's even more radical than just hey, you're either left or you're right. It's hey, you're either left or you're a terrorist. Yeah, at this point, that's what it is. And if you're not left, that means you want to kill Americans. If you're not left, that means you're a white extremist. doesn't matter if you're not really white or not. You're a white extremist. Well, um, In his new book, the book is titled, They Want to Kill Americans, The Militias, Terrorists, and Deranged Ideology of the Trump Insurgency. So he claims that former President Donald Trump's supporters are a, quote, generation, generational terror threat greater than either al-Qaeda or the Islamic State, end quote. And he's also quoted saying, Trump insurgency in the United States, or Titus, T-I-T-U-S, mm-hmm. end quote, is especially dangerous, principally because Trump's most loyal and violent foot soldiers benefit from the ultimate privilege being white so if you are a trump supporter in any shape form or fashion Mm -hmm. you are automatically white which makes you a white extremist which makes you a terrorist far worse than al-qaeda or isis or isil or whoever um and you are a threat to the real americans which are those on the left-leaning side because you're not really an american if you're not one of them so let me ask this what about the black people who support trump or the the latino people or you know white extremists baby so so they're all lumped into white extremists yeah which makes no sense and why I saw, can't i think you either you showed it to me or i showed it to you the other day there was a video we were watching at lunch and there was one black guy being interviewed by another black man 
I sent that to you today. Yeah. And he's asking him questions about this very thing about, you know, if you're, if basically if your thoughts, views, opinions, whatever, don't line up with the other side, then you're a white supremacist or white extremist. Yeah. And the guy answered, he was like, yeah. And, and the other guy who's asking the question says, okay, even me, I'm a black man. Even me, you would consider a white extremist. He goes, yeah, yep, because he doesn't think like the other guy thinks. And it's not just a case-by-case, case, well, one or two people think that way. They're really extreme. Not everybody thinks like that. And I'm not saying that everybody on the left thinks this way. No, no, But this not. is happening more times than not where people get lumped into these categories where... When you look at them, they don't belong. Yeah. When I think white extremists or white um, terrorists, white power, I'm thinking like white neo-Nazi people, the Aryan nation, brotherhood, whatever they're called. You know, we wear swastikas. If you ain't white, you ain't right. Yep. Go to my clan meetings, all this kind of stuff. That's what I'm thinking of when I hear white extremists or white terrorists or white... Supremacists. Supremacists. Yeah. No, you and me are in the same. That's every time I hear that word. Black people, Mexican people, Indian people, Asian people. No. Any other kind of other people than white aren't in that group. They may be in some other kind of supremacist or extremist group that hate uh, a certain race or a certain color or what have you, but they're not white. Yeah. And just because their political ideologies. You know, oh, hey, I I lean more on the Republican side because my values align with them for ABC, XYZ. Right. Oh, okay. I'm automatically a white supremacist. Mm, doesn't work that way. No, it does not. But they want you to think it does. Yeah. And if we say it enough times, then it's true. you will think it is that way. If I yeah. teach it enough times that way in my classroom, when you graduate, well, yeah, but that's what my, that's what I learned in college. Yeah. <laughs> So it has to be true. My professor wouldn't lie to me. Hmm. What is a woman? <laughs> I still, still haven't watched that, by the way. I, I still haven't gotten the answer for that definition. So. Yep. That is. Um, I read one today talking about that. They were asking somebody in, in uh, under oath. They were asking that question. The lady couldn't answer it. She kept beating around the bush, and in the comments section of that video, people were tearing up people that were um, trying to ask the question again. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy didn't ask what a biological woman is, or, oh, well, they didn't ask, you know, the XX or XY chromosomes. Basically, you know, you need to pick up a, a biology book because biology in the last 50 years has changed. Um, what? You know, there's more than XX and XY. There's more than your regular DNA. And, and I know that there are, are some uh, variances with DNA and some of the chromosomes um, mutate yep. and whatnot. And you mm -hmm. get people that are born with different things, right? Like Down syndrome. Yeah. Extra chromosome. Right. Um, there, there are things that happen, but there are still people with peepees 
and people with uteruses. Mm-hmm. And a man, no matter how you slice it, if he has a pee pee and doesn't have a uterus, he cannot give birth. He cannot become pregnant. No. The argument of, well, then that uh, uh, denies the existence of transgender people is false. Because a woman that is transgender or believes that she is a man is still, her bits and pieces are a woman. She may look like a man. She may identify as a man. But I'm pretty sure, and I would have to go back and do the research on this. I'm not claiming that I have all the answers. But I'm pretty sure she still could not physically turn around and get her partner, if she's with a woman, pregnant. But we still have people out there that are having these arguments. Yeah. And well, so now you can take two women's DNA, right, and insert that into an egg and create a, a child, an mm-hmm. embryo, right? <clears throat> so, but naturally whether one of them identifies as a man or not, naturally they could not impregnate the other one. Well, and you're still going to need sperm. Yeah. Even if it's all created in a lab, in vitro, or whatever other way, you're still going to need something to fertilize the egg. Yeah. Well, take the two DNA and insert it into the egg, right? So... But, anyways, we'll be going down that road a little more later. Uh, um, I don't want to. I don't want (laughs) to. You can't make me. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Oh, no, I know the truth. I just, my my head just times we're living in, my friend. I tell you what, my head just hurts every time that subject comes up. Yeah. One, it's sensitive and people are very passionate about it. Oh, sure. Two, uh, don't ask me for my opinion if you don't want it. Right, and and there's nothing wrong. We can have a discussion. We can have differing opinions. Yeah, and that's and, fine. And and that doesn't. I don't. If if somebody disagrees with me, my automatic thought is not. Well, I don't like you because you don't you don't agree with me. That's yeah. not my thought. I, mean, I mean, you may have a different opinion than me and I may not be thinking about it this way or vice versa. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to have the conversation and discussion, but if you don't like what I say and you sit there and tell me, well, you're some whatever phobic or whatever, then that's not a conversation. I mean, that's just you blaming me for not agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at it this way. I love breakfast burritos. You don't, so I hate you. However, I'm contractually obligated to continue speaking to you or the producers will find me. <laughs> Look, it is not because I don't like breakfast burritos. It's just because I don't have a toilet next to me every time I eat one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yep, can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so I choose not to eat them. Mm. So, well, 
Well, I, I would like to talk about one last topic. I know we've we've hit a, uh, at least three of them in this one. But, you know, just to make this one a little bit more uh, more heavier. Uh, do you remember our, not our, uh, I don't believe it was our last podcast, but it was, um, I think it was the other day, we came out with um, Hot Off the Press. Yes, that's right. Hot Off yes. the Press. And we talked about this 10-year-old girl in Ohio and how she got assaulted and impregnated and all this stuff. Well, there's some updates to that. And I kind of like like to discuss it. Uh, But I do want to put out there, uh, this is just me, uh, that I think that it's a very convenient time uh, when everybody was trying to question the legitimacy of the claim. Yeah. So it uh, turns out that uh, according to the mother of the victim that she had filed a claim with the police department, I believe, and that she did that on the 22nd of June. Okay. Yeah, because I know when we were talking about it last... There were a lot of state agencies, the attorney general um, and some other reporters that were trying to dig research on the on the topic, and they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find police reports. They couldn't find anything that, that was corroborating the story that this happened. Right. And I, I believe... Think, oh, go ahead. I believe uh, the chief of police uh, for this particular town had no idea about this claim at the time, which was... After, uh, I think all this stuff came out like the beginning of July. Or yeah. So it would be about a, a, a week, two week period after the fact. Yeah, that all of this evidence started coming up. But uh, it was, and I got to get this gentleman's name. It, it, it's, a, it's a complete and utter... Um, travesty was that the word i'm trying to say it's 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 wrong right it's yeah horrifying that this even happened absolutely but this should this should not happen in any case circumstance this is never acceptable this is never anything that oh well you know if she didn't dress like this or if she didn't no 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 this is never asked warranted nothing what yeah. happened like we said before if it was true what happened is despicable. Yes, one hundred percent despicable. I'm gonna go ahead and let you say this gentleman's name because I'm not good with Spanish. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, Gerson. Um, I'm I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Fuentes. 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 That's right. So Gerson Fuentes, 27, uh, was arrested on Tuesday, according to the Columbus Police uh, in court documents. He's been charged with a felony of rape of a minor under the age of 13, according to Franklin County Municipal Court. His first court appearance was Wednesday. So he turned himself in. He was charged... And according to sources, he's an illegal immigrant. 
Yeah, that that makes it even more upsetting that it happened. So, does this... Do we need to start talking about securing the border? Oh, absolutely. I think... So, so from what I gathered from the stories that I've read about him, uh, he had... There were a couple of conflicting stories. One was that, you know, the cops picked him up, they nabbed him, they got him, he confessed. There was another one where he turned himself in and he confessed. Either way, apparently he's he's confessed to raping her at least twice. Right. Um, again, a sick thing, uh, very despicable, should never have happened. No. Uh, never an instance where that's okay or all right or warranted. Right. Um, well, I don't think anybody was doubting it because we didn't have the girl's information. I don't want the girl's information. Never needed no. it. She's a minor. That's terrible. I think where the doubt was coming from was there was nowhere that was corroborating this story. It was just a doctor who put out a story that said, oh, yeah, this is what happened, and I had to help this little girl. Okay. Yeah. Well, give us more. What? What's the guy's name? Was What does he look like? Was he caught? Was he not caught? Was there a police report filed? Because at the time, again, nothing could be found that anything was filed. Now they're saying, like you said, yes, there was something filed. There was a detective who came and apparently uh, uh, took the stand. And uh, I don't know what the right word is. He, he witnessed or he uh, provided his statement uh, saying that, yep, this this happened. This guy confessed to this X, Y, and Z. Um, but that wasn't anything that was available at the time. No, at the time the story came out, nothing was available. But again, like you said, I don't want to know the girl's name. She has a right to privacy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but. Where is the original doctor's um, claim? Not claim. Because um, they, they have to report this, right? Yep. So, because she's a minor. So, where's that? And I think that's kind of more or less what people were getting upset about. Like you said, where's the original documentation? Why did we hear this from a third-party source? Well, and a lot of it was, was so focused on the abortion. The abortion. Oh, the abortion rights and... You know, this 10-year-old should have been able to get an abortion in her state. She shouldn't have had to been able or had to have traveled to get an abortion. My thing is accountability. Yes, that's terrible that that happened. Where's the accountability? How come we're not focusing on that? And how do we fix the problem? Exactly. Instead of just focusing on, well, she should have been able to get abortion, you know, down the street. How come we're not going after this guy? Okay, hey, we now we're going after him. He's he's in custody. Yeah, we found he's, out he's an illegal immigrant, like you said. Okay, well, how do we try to mitigate that from happening more and more and more? What's going on at the border? Yeah. If crack yeah. cocaine is an issue in your neighborhood, you know, you, you don't just, well, we just need to make more laws to outlaw crack cocaine because that would make it safer for everybody. Well, no, let, let's start going after these people that are making it, going after the people that are distributing it, going after the people that are buying it. 
and then redistributing it or whatever the case like let's get to the root of the problem yes correct otherwise all we're addressing is well you know these abortions you know these people getting pregnant is is inevitable we just got to figure out how do we kill the babies to to stop the problem that's not going to stop the problem at all it's still going to happen how do we stop it from happening yeah well exactly what now this is a i'm not gonna say a rare case it's because this is all over the news with multiple people right so illegal immigrants um they're assaulting american citizens and this just just this particular one she got pregnant right so where where is the fine line? Where do we need? Well, not really fine line, but where is, where do we start? Okay, well, let's start at the border. If these people, if people are trying to get into the border and they want to come in legally, let's fix that process. Let's not bring these criminals in. Mm-hmm. So, but when we have a broken process and we're letting people in in droves. And we're yeah, not willy doing nilly. background checks. We're not checking the status of their claims, right? If they're seeking asylum or if they're leaving war-torn countries to to seek freedom and, and help and get out of that bad environment, right? Like you said, there is a process. Instead of just, well, we're just going to, you know, people, they can come in willy-nilly. Who cares who, who they are, right? Because humans. Well, I like people too, to a degree. Yeah. Well. But they have to, it, for the safety of our country, for the safety of our citizens, there is a process in place. Correct. You know, we talked about this, um, well, I say we, the, the country talked about this a few years ago, talking about uh, when President Trump was wanting to erect the wall down at the uh, the southern border. And people, why do we need a wall? We don't need a wall. We shouldn't be blocking people from coming in. And then the other side was saying, okay, well, then why do you lock your doors on your house? You shouldn't have locked doors. <laughs> you know, I'm, I think that's an extreme. I don't think uh, they're completely apples to apples. However, it brings up a good point, you know, similar to the gun narrative. Oh, guns are bad. You don't need guns. You shouldn't have them. You don't need that kind of gun to hunt. You don't need this, that, and the other. But I'm going to have armed security to protect me 24-7. Yeah. So you, you can be protected, but I can't be protected. Right. I can't protect myself, but somebody else can protect you. Yeah. You can have your doors locked, and you can live states away. But the people that live there on the border, that have their ranches or their houses, whatever, it's just kind of, well, you know, sucks to suck. Um you just kind of have to let it happen. Yeah. There was a story that I, I saw today. I don't remember if you saw it or not, but uh, a convenience store owner, and I forgot what state it is. I've got the video. I'll share it with you later. But this convenience store owner, uh, he's he's in the convenience store. This lady comes in. She, apparently, she didn't have enough money to pay for whatever it was she was trying to buy. Okay. So he's not letting her buy it. Well, she tells him, well, my boyfriend's going to come in, and basically he's going to mess you up. The boyfriend comes in. This guy, if I'm not mistaken, he was getting beat up. He was getting roughed around. I don't know if he had been stabbed or anything. But as the boyfriend, and there's there's video footage of it, 
as he's pulling him out around to move him so that they can get to the register or steal whatever it is, the uh, convenience store owner stabs him a few times. The um, boyfriend? Yep. Mm-hmm. And self-defense. Self-defense. Well, the other two, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't get charged with anything. The convenience store owner got charged. Yeah. So that happened in New York City. New York. Okay. And um, the girlfriend actually stabbed him first. There you so go. So while he was sitting there and the boyfriend wanted to rough him up, he was already bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I saw this story. It was early this morning I saw this story. Yeah. And um, he ultimately, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe he actually killed the boyfriend on self-defense charges. Or, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They and, charged and they him with murder. they prosecuted him instead. He didn't have a right to self-defense. Who doesn't have a right to self-defense? That guy. Apparently in New York City. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of go down that rabbit trail just to show it, it's becoming more and more the the trend or the narrative, if you will, that um, you just kind of need to shut up and color. If anything's yeah. going to happen to you, you just have to take it. Well, That's not your, just that. Not, it's not your right to protect yourself. It's not your right to... Um, uh, protect your goods, your family, anything like that. You just need to let these people do what they're going to do. Let me, let me, let me try and bring this round into a circle. Yeah, you are not able to defend yourself and take a life, according to New York, right? Sure. But mothers have the right to kill a baby, an unborn child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> rules for me, not for thee. Yeah, well, and and then they want to get into the argument, and it's such a broad topic, right, abortion, because there are many instances where, okay, yeah, this is this is going to harm the mother's life. We need to make a decision here. Okay. Right. But if it becomes an inconvenience, I think that's where a lot of the right-leaning folks are is, well, you, you shouldn't be just going out partying. Oops, I got pregnant, and I didn't want to be pregnant. I want to go kill it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a, a matter of, hey, I'm going to take the morning after pill or I'm going to make sure I'm taking my contraceptives. This is a matter of, oh, hey, two, three, four, six months down the road, I decide, yeah, I don't want this thing. It's not convenient to me. It's not convenient to my life. I'm supposed to go to college next year. I'm in college. This isn't going to help me. I just want to terminate it. Right. So, yeah, who who the crap are you to make that kind of decision? But I don't have a right to defend myself after I've already been stabbed. Yeah. Nope. So Can't protect yourself. And there was one I, I saw today, too. They were talking about um, the mothers. It was on the, the topic of the mothers aborting the child. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But they were comparing that and the fathers, you know, what about the fathers when they don't want to raise the child? They don't have an, a say in it. No. They're obligated. And someone's, well, the, the father can, you know, sign their rights away so that they don't have to take care of it. They still got to pay child support in most mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. 
legal system is is in place where even if they do sign their parentals right away, they still have to provide child support. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a say in it. And I'm not saying that, you know, the husbands should be or the boyfriends or whoever should be saying, no, you need to carry that kid to term because I want you to just because I want you to. But it shouldn't be a I guess my point is it shouldn't be a one person decision, right? Well, now there are cases. There are cases where that that could be warranted. But again, the convenience. No, I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. agree with that personally. Okay. Um, another one they were talking about the. I'll, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I'll I'll be able to talk one day. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah, if you're lucky and the producers allow it. <laughs> yeah, if it comes back to me, I'll I'll bring it up. Yeah, interrupt me again. Um, well, it's so all of this is just it seems as, uh, what a certain percentage of the com- country want. You know, you know, you say this all the time. Squeaky whale gets the grease right. Mm-hmm. So it seems like those individuals are just pulling this country in a backwards position. Uh, we're trying to take one step forward, but they're pulling us four or five steps back. And we're just going in a direction that it doesn't seem like, it doesn't matter what side of the realm you're on, left, right, middle, you know, um, in the modern world, it just doesn't seem like that's what the majority wants. Just this little percentage. Mm-hmm. And they're just being a lot more vocal about it because it's um, unfortunate that a lot of these people know how to use social media. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and America loves drama. I don't oh, care who you yeah. are. I mean, you, you think about it. Um, TV shows, reality TV shows. Yep. Those are the top ones on and any network you have. So well, you why know, do people the watch The Bachelor? Why do people watch The Bachelorette or Jersey Shore when that Shark was Tank? Thing? Drama. We love it. It's drama. Well, I don't, <laughs> but that's just me. Well, and and I'm like you said, circle bringing it back. I'm not saying that uh, it would have been the right decision. To say to this 10-year-old, hey, sorry, you got to carry this baby. You're going to have it. You have to be a mom now. Sorry it happened to you. Good luck when you're 11, 12, 13, 14, and so forth. No. But I don't think the focus should have been uh, solely on, oh, look, a 10-year-old got raped. She became pregnant. And... She couldn't uh, go to her doctor and get an abortion at six weeks and three days. No, I, I, well, I, I think don't the think the focus any... needs to be, hey, this is really s- freaking unfortunate, and we're gonna figure out whatever medical care they need to figure out. But now let's go get this guy and hang him. Exactly. Let's go get this guy and figure out who, what, when, where, why, and then so, again, kind of get to the root of the problem. Right. Because it's not just her, like you said. There are other cases where young children this is happening to but why is it happening yeah why why does this even need to be a thing why yep. and it's um, not like it's not like these rapes and whatnot are legal 
No. And, oh, well, we just need to outlaw these, or we need to put more laws on the books that say you can't rape minors. Okay, well, that that's already a thing. You can't do that. No, but that's why they're minors. do it. Yeah. So how do we prosecute these people? How do we make an example? How do we show people, hey, you really don't want to do this, and here's why? Well... So even if you go extreme with it, right? So, so this this one, I don't I, I don't know the laws. He's an illegal immigrant, right? So he's not a U.S. citizen. If he was yeah. a U.S. citizen, he needs to be on the death penalty. I don't I don't care who you are, right? However, because he's an illegal immigrant, he does not have uh, citizenship for the United States. I don't know if we can legally uh, put this man on death row. Is he going to have to serve a life sentence in prison? Is he going to have to serve five life sentences in prison? I mean, he doesn't have... I don't think he should have that right. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to be prosecuted in the full extent of the law. And uh, I can tell you, don't bring him down here because we will throw him in the express lane. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Texas has got one. But, uh, but here's my thought on it as well. You start prosecuting and throwing these people on death sentences, right? And then all this is going to go underground, kind of like with the with the Internet. So you have the Internet and then you have like the dark web and then you have the deep web. And then, you know, so all of this is just going to go underground. And then when it pops back up again, it's going to be like, holy crap, I thought we already got rid of this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, it's just going to be a never ending thing. So how do we stop this from even going down that rabbit hole? Yeah. And that is something that I think states or maybe even the federal government needs to sit down and talk about. Yeah. Because we can't do We can't sit there and be uh, mercenaries. You know, you can't have mercenaries right. here in the United States going out and just finding these people and whatnot because then that's going to get corrupt. And then it's just going to be a good old boys club and everybody's going to die. So... It's a sticky situation. It is. But, it absolutely is. But I think that these people need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, whether they are illegal or not, because mm-hmm. this is morally not correct. Oh, absolutely. And I'd like to know, and, and not necessarily in this particular case, but as a whole, um, maybe as they pop up or what have you, but like if you're a jury member, you know, you're provided with all these details and, and facts and whatnot of what happened so you can make your decision, right? <clears throat> well, all we know thus far, anyways, from this particular case is that this guy admitted to raping this girl at least twice. Yeah. What were the circumstances? Again, I don't need to know her personal life. What were the circumstances? Were they at a party? A 10-year-old and a 27-year-old at a party hanging out? Did he kidnap her? Were they, was she walking home from school and he grabbed her? Yeah. And then released her. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. And again, having that background, I think, would help get to not necessarily the bottom of the whole issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, okay, hey, these people are preying on kids that are walking home from school. Maybe we put more cops on the street on the route that kids walk home from school or what. But but without having that, without being able to diagnose, hey, in this case, this is how this happened or why this happened. How do we move forward with it? How do we put in a plan or a system or what have you to fix, fix the, issue? the issue? 
Yep. Yeah. You know, and and that needs to be at the city level. It needs to be at the state level. You know, if you have a county uh, uh, people, like here we have uh, the Taylor County Committee. So, you know, whatever level it needs to be on, they need to talk about it. The state mm-hmm. needs to talk about it. The state needs to come up with something to protect their citizens. And I think, and, and this could be just extreme, but I think the federal government needs to talk about it. The big folks, the House, the Senate, you know. But here's here's my here's my issue with this, is that this story did not get big until the president told it to the people. Why didn't we not know about this prior to that? Yeah. And a lot of people don't like the president. I know he's got a, a pretty low approval rating right now. But why did we hear it from him? Why Why is this? So now we need to look at Ohio. What's wrong with their system? Mm-hmm. But what if this happened here? What if this happened in Texas? Now we need to hold Greg Abbott accountable. We need to hold whatever city that was in. We need to hold them accountable. I'm just going to random city in Texas, Houston, say it happened in Houston, right? Need to hold Houston accountable because this is unacceptable. Oh, yeah. For anybody. So those are my thoughts. These are the updates. Yeah, and we'll continue to monitor, and if there are more um, developing facts from this particular case, this story, we will um, continue to update. Yeah, and let us know if you like these hot topics and all the updates and our thoughts. Yeah. So, And let us know your opinions, too. You know, you don't have to agree. You could be on a, a different side of the spectrum. You could be totally opposite thinking and think we're morons, but let us know. Yeah, let us know. I mean, we would love to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. So that's going to do it tonight, bub. Whoop, whoop. We will talk to you later. We will hopefully hear from you guys uh, soon. Yep. And everyone have a good one. Adios. out. As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything... Uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at JT and Drew Show at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash JT Drew Show.